Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hello and welcome to our very first episode for season 2022 of Supercoach Edge. My name's Damon and it's a new season, but joining me for the second official season on the airwaves is an old face in my trusty co-host, Liam. How are you, mate? How was the, uh, the off-season? Did you get up to yeah, much? The, the off-season was uh, spent ruining some uh, missed opportunities, some you know decisions that were probably not the best. Uh, and you know, it was a season that started okay and then fizzled, but it's all right. Been through a big preseason, flicking through some spreadsheets, calculating some averages, and I'm hoping for a bigger and better, better things this year. Could now, you could you say that, um, Liam? Sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but uh, you know, the, you know, the buzzword of a preseason is like, you know, he's had the best preseason yet. Are you setting records on the on the track? Like, you know, um, I heard Jakey Stringer was doing pretty well. Yeah, K, uh, time trial. Yeah, actually running two Ks for the first time, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm you know better at my scrolling. I you know, reverse trades a few times, just practicing that. Yeah, get, get, getting get the, my uh, time get, down. It's uh, yep, get, get, getting it get down. The finger to, working to uh, point two of a second, which is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> impressive, impressive. That is that is a preseason best. Well done. It is. It is. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, but now speaking of this year, Damon, I've noticed things seem a little bit different. Is there something we need to uh, tell the good folk of the Supercoach Edge community? Yes, yes. Um, speaking of setting personal records and personal bests over the preseason, it's fair to say that, Liam, we have stepped up our game for our second season. And uh, if you're already watching us on YouTube, it kind of gives away the secret, I think. But um, for those of you listening to our podcast in the traditional format as, of course, a potty, yes, we can reveal for season 2022, we are delivering each episode in both podcast and vodcast format. Oh, so exciting stuff. If you, yeah, if you prefer to stare at our mugs, which I don't know why you would, but this hey, is yours. We're, gi- we're giving you the decision now that, yeah, if you want to consume your content visually and um, 
we might mix it up. We might um, wear some different outfits during the year, maybe Liam. Might yeah. Might do one. Might do one shirtless, which will really turn off the viewers. <laughs> but um, if you are if you are that way inclined, jump onto YouTube and catch us on our brand new channel. So uh, how does the same go, Liam? Yeah, just like subscribe. Sorry. <clears throat> Welcome to my channel. <laughs> you can like, subscribe, and comment. Just simply yep. search Supercoach Edge and you're all set. And you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Supercoach Edge, where you'll get all the latest news and analysis this preseason. Mm, I like I like that uh, that American accent that you put on as well. Thank very you. uh very uh, very apt it- because yeah, yeah a, lo- a lot of uh, a lot of vloggers, I guess you could. Like, yeah. I-, I feel like I'm an old man now. Like I'm kind of at that next stage, that next generation, where I'm <laughs> looking down at the uh, the young whippersnappers the youth of today. and the youth of today and shaking my head. But back now, in my we- day. yeah, back in my day, I used to wear an onion in my belt, <laughs> the style at the time. But but now we we are one and the same now as the younger generation. So yes. um, gotta keep up go. with the times. Yes, but uh, we also have some exciting news, Liam, regarding uh, our Patreon, which uh, we're officially kicking off uh, for season 2022, which features, and a lot of people have um, have actually, yeah, they've they've been wanting. I think they've been uh, they've been calling for this, and it does feature a cash league, uh, but on top of that, exclusive bonus content and more, which uh, we'll go into more detail later in the show. Now, just a change of tack, Liam. Preseason, it's a time for dreaming. A time for shooting for the stars and, 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 you know, just obtaining ultimate glory. You know, you've whacked a team together, which no doubt you'll adjust a thousand times over. But I don't know. I'm feeling something in, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm feeling something in my loins. Oh. And after 15 plus years of playing our humble game of super coach, I think I have the 50K in the bag. In the bag. It's big. It's in the big bag. statement. <laughs> I'm shooting for the stars. That's it. Just Fair enough. Best, I mean, all that. I'll, I mean, I'm always, I'm always, you know, wanting you to to, to beat, to, to win, David. But uh, unfortunately, I've got my eyes on the prize too, mm. and it can be some stiff competition, hopefully. Yes, yes, but and well, we know what happened last year, don't we, Liam? With um, we don't I, talk about I, last year. I came from just absolutely was nowhere. You, you can call me Stephen Stephen Bradbury. I, I recognize Stephen Bradbury. It was literally Stephen Bradbury because I felt like I fell over and just crashed and burned. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, let's let's kick off the first segment. Brand new preseason exclusive segment, might I add. Exclusive. <laughs> I just want to break the rules. You're joking. Not another one? Oh, for God's sake, I can't honestly, I can't stand this. Now, Liam, unless you've been living under a rock and um, if you're that way inclined, fair enough. But if you're like the rest of us, you'll already know that there are some new rules being introduced to Supercoach in season 2022. So let's take a look at the new rules and some potential things to consider for your strategy heading into the season. Now, first off, first cab off the rank, I guess, um, you'll be getting five extra trades to start the season. So that's a total of 35. And um, I don't know how many we got last season. I think it was pushing upwards of... Of 40 I think it was I think. closer to 40 off memory. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you trade happy like myself, you might be a little <laughs> bit sad, but um, they have increased the starting number of total trades, um, which is obviously to help counter any setbacks we have due to that pesky COVID. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something to factor in from the get-go. Yeah. And I'd say that's um, just to sort of counter having to add those extra trades later on. Um some people have a bit of foresight, I guess, over it. Um, and then in addition to those five extra trades, you'll also have five trade boosts, so different rule, um, but they can be used in any given round to, to increase the maximum number of trades 
for that given round. Um, so these aren't five extra trades as such. They will obviously come out of that X, that 35 total. Mm. Um, but it lets you make more than the two trades per round or the three during the buys. Um, so essentially just gives you a bit more flexibility if there's, you know, a couple of cash cows, um, mm. but, you know, there's three cash cows in a round, then you can probably use a, uh, use a um, trade use boost trade. to, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, get them all in. Yeah. And that's a godsend for me because like just thinking back to my previous years, that's always the case for me where I almost have to sacrifice sacrifice a cow almost have to sacrifice a cash cow <laughs> because of that because i've only got the you know the, the yeah you know, the two trades so to get an extra couple here and there um is awesome and it's gonna gonna help me a fair bit and probably makes me um sort of rethink my strategy in the early parts of the season but we'll get into that um also in um in the early parts of of the preseason and uh, and the year as well but uh, also for the first time we'll be getting dpp changes at three points in the season which is at round six round 12 and round 18. So that means if a player is listed in one position, but plays probably in another position, a la Jack Zebel in 2021, they'll have the extra position added to their super coach profile. So um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few guys already that we know of that are that are training in different positions. Scott Pendlebury's one, yeah. uh, Pendle's playing off halfback, um, may rotate through through the middle. So hopefully he might be one that uh, gets that eligibility. Um, there's someone else that you mentioned. Uh, uh, Zorko earlier. as well, another option. Yep. He's been trading down back. Um, and then potentially, you know, the likes of Fife and Bond may hopefully get some uh, forward eligibility, which would be... How juicy is that? And on to another, I guess, of the the main tr- the main rule changes that have, uh, I guess, affect the strategies and the, the, the day-to-day playing. And that's uh, trades can finally be edited after the first lockout. You're goddamn right. Indeed. Oh, I mean, remember the... Um, when was it? There was a late out. Might have been round about round eighteen, and it was it was uh, Newcomb. He was like one guy who yeah, Newcomb I ended up... and and Reeves, I think it was Reeves. Yeah, yeah. One so of those two. Up, yeah, it was Hawks. Yeah. Ended up having to use that. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but yeah, it's a very shaky rule because you don't know if it's actually going to work or if you're going to use like an extra tra- trade. Yeah. But it's like when you have an extra trade up your sleeve, and you can like virtually trade out the bloke you've just traded in to get that extra trade back. So at least thank God you don't have to do that anymore. So um, that's going to save a whole lot of uh, nervous um, energy <laughs> doing that. Definitely. Definitely. And um, yeah, trade, trade boosts are um, also an interesting inclusion this year, as you, as you mentioned, I think Liam. Um, so one option would be just in terms of talking strategy now, turning the attention to that yeah. one option um, is potentially using them um, before the price changes, as, as we mentioned, and also keeping them up your sleeve for, for, you know, corrective trades without missing out on, um, you know, much needed cash as well. Yeah. I think that goes to sort of what you're mentioning. It's sort of like an early season strategy with those. Um, so using them, you know, to make those corrective trades before price changes or to, to get all of the rookies that you need um, before the first price change. Um, but I think it's also going to be important to hold them as long as possible. COVID still exists um, and I expect there's going to be plenty of player carnage if uh, the BBL and um, AFLW is anything to go by. Um, So holding them up your sleeve where possible should hold you in good stead if there's, you know, some players that have to isolate later on in the year. Um, But I don't think, I mean, at the end of the day, you should probably use them early on. Um, I wouldn't be against using them early on even if you, you know, 
sacrifice them early, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, no, for sure. I can see what you mean because it's kind of like what we, you know, briefly touched on before. It's And like in, in my case, I was always like, I have to make corrective trades on one hand and then the other hand, I have to get in the best cash cows. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you can't, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So you're having to sacrifice one of those two strategies. So at least now you can actually, you know, potentially do both. So that's going to help for, you know, for future planning because I know in previous years where I have had to sacrifice corrective trades and I've, I've stuck with a player that I thought, oh, well, you know, see how they go and, and keep the faith type thing. And then they actually lose a lot of money and you, yeah. you kind of find yourself in a bit of a hole. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of helps you out there. But like you said, yeah, hold on to the other uh, trades and, and those, um, those boosts for as long as you can, because I think a lot of people will be trying to use them early. Um, and those people who haven't really looked ahead um, might find themselves in a bit of a hole where later on in the year, because I mean, as we know, we're going to be upgrading and there are still cash cows to jump on with guys debuting later in the season. So, um, you know, there's that side of it as well to, to keep keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think another pretty great inclusion uh, is the mid-season DPP changes. Hopefully mm-hmm. opens up a bit of flexibility with some DPP swings to help cover multiple positions across the field. Obviously with COVID, um, if you can swing, you know, a five from your midfield to your forward line or anywhere, um, that'll be pretty helpful. Uh, but Damon, I guess, would you, I guess, strategy wise, would you wait to trade in a player who should get that DPP edition? So I'm thinking someone like Bont or Fife um, or even Pendles, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point because I think a new strategy that it's really opened up and not really one that I've, I've seen mentioned uh, in the, in the community as yet, but it's, and, and probably those who play AFL, AFL fantasy um, are probably more in tune with this because they've, they've had this, um, rule, I guess, as a part of their their format for a fair while. But if we can get access to, you know, the game time percentage of players that have played, mm. you know, uh, whether it be 40% in defense, just say Pendles, for example, 40% in defense, or oh, sorry, 50% in, de- in defense, and then maybe, you know, uh, 50% in, in the midfield or, you know, um, that's probably a bad example. But yeah, if it's skewed more in favor of a position they're not currently um, given in Supercoach, um, and it looks like they're playing more time in a different position, then you can probably forecast ahead and be like, oh, well, there's probably a, a good yeah. chance that they're going to be given the, the DPP um, privilege of a, of a new new line. So that's probably something to, um, to to factor in. And yeah, if we can get access to that, whether it be through champion data, or I know there's a few different resources online that um, are really good in terms of, you know, um, tapping into kicking percentages and all that. So yeah. if we can get access to those raw percentages of, of breakdown, I think you can do it through the AFL app as well. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like Telstra Plus. It's through that if you're a subscriber and you can get access to to the, you know, yeah. the time, not the time on ground, but also the, the time that they've spent in the each third sort of, of the each, ground. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, that's something to look at. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I guess, yeah, looking forward, if you can forecast that, it may mean that, if you know that, say, Pendles, for example, is going to be given, uh, you know, um, a new role in defence um, or f- defence eligibility, then you could probably say, well, I might hold off um, and wait for him to actually get that eligibility in defence before trading him in, in in the midfield. So I think the one good thing is it's going to bolster both the defence and the forward line, I think, especially the forward line like this. You know, we're not really going to touch on it this episode and we will in, in episodes to follow, but primos and stuff, it's they're pretty hit and miss in in the forward line, um, especially compared to defense as well. I mean, um, they got Zach Butters, they got uh, Dunks, um, Thomas, and maybe Dugowie. And outside of that, 
there isn't really yeah, too open. much. Yeah. Um, Canelio, like as we know, he's, he's bottom bottom price. So a lot of people will have him already. But yeah, if we can get the likes of Fife and and, and Bont and whatnot um, as eligibility, especially like up forward, that's that's going to be a godsend, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a big game changer, I think. Absolutely. But uh, let's move on with a, a swift show. So let's move on with uh, and shift focus to the preseason carnage, Liam. Um, as we've said uh, earlier, that um, it wouldn't be a preseason without it. So uh, it's already set in. So let's uh, let's move on and touch on um, our new segment, again, exclusive to this preseason episode, and it is called... Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Yes, Damon. It wouldn't officially be a preseason without a little bit of carnage, and mm. we've definitely had that thrown our way, uh, with a couple of key players already going down with injuries. Uh, one which no doubt has left you devastated, Damon. I'm actually surprised yeah. you fronted up. Surprised you're actually playing Supercoach this year. But <sighs> should we have a just a, a moment of silence for your man, Sammy Walsh? Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not just my man, he's the Messiah. <laughs> I'm not the Messiah! I say you are Lord and I should know I followed a few. You may, you may notice my eyes are a little bit, a little bit red because I've been crying nonstop and I've actually mm. got a box of Kleenex on my, uh, my desk here. Uh, close by, but um, yeah, and it's it's apt. You could probably say that it was uh, it was on Valentine's Day when oh, uh, no. news broke of his injury, and um, I was up and about, and yeah, obviously, um, you know, uh, my fiance Ash, she, um, I went out and got some flowers and for her and stuff, and um, those flowers uh, wilted when uh, when oh. news came through, <laughs> and um, I burst into tears, and you know, she uh, she treated me to a nice Valentine's Day, but uh, I was I was left absolutely heartbroken. Yeah, by the news of Sammy Walsh. So um, just getting into the, um, I don't, I probably shouldn't go into detail because it'll dredge up those, uh, those emotions, <laughs> but reports do say that uh, he won't be back until at least round five, but uh, could even be longer. I saw um, he did an interview outside the club, stopped by the media, and he said that uh, he's quite willing to um, spend an extra few weeks on the sidelines if it means that he does come back um, tip top. Um, mm. But yeah, hopefully he can come back for my sake anyway, because <laughs> I can't watch my beloved Carlton without him because... Might as well just replace the logo with Sonny Walsh's head because yeah, pretty much. It's, he if, is if he changed, if he changed clubs, would you would you follow him? I would. <laughs> I reckon you would. I'm I'm not ashamed to say I would. I'd still follow Carlton, and but I'd follow him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. fair enough. But yeah, you know, it's it's fair to say that he was first picked in my team when yeah. Supercoach opened, and uh, now there's a massive hole in my team, and um, yeah, until we meet again, sweet prince. <laughs> Anyway, we have a whole host of replacement players, but uh, who appeals most? With McRae, Oliver and Steele already stuck in my side, not leaving, those are probably the three I'd be looking to upgrade to first if you didn't have all three already. Um, after that, um, I really like the look of Miller. He's sort of made his way into my team. Uh, we've seen what he could do last season and there's really no reason not to expect it uh, to continue on this season. Mm. I think from there, it becomes a little bit tougher. I do like the look of Mitchell. Uh, he's got a high ceiling. Hopefully he isn't affected by the new coach. Um, and I think looking at his sort of his season last year, he, he sort of came good towards the end, especially mm. um, Jared Lyons is a bit of an avoid for me. Um, I just can't see him growing his scoring. Um, I think we've seen his ceiling. I think that's sort of where he is. I think he's priced at his, at his ceiling as well. So if you were to want Lions, I'd be getting him later. 
and I guess below Walshie, there's a bit of a drop off. Um, the only guy catching my eye. Is Let me Pat. guess. Yes, He's of course. Um, but <sighs> to be honest, I wouldn't recommend him at this stage. Like he's the only one that I'd consider. And that's only from what I've heard from, you know, what I've heard it from Matt Shims is being yep. sort of rotating through the midfield and then playing a little bit forward. So he's getting onto the, he's hitting the scoreboard a bit more, um, which would be good for his scoring. But I don't know. I'd want to see more from him early. Uh, so it's sort of, to me, it's probably McRae, Oliver Steele, Miller, Mitchell would be my sort of key ones to be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I totally agree with you there on, on when you said Lions was an avoid, I was like, uh, is he really? And then when you said, yeah, well, looking back, I think he was on par at one stage with McRae, wasn't he, in terms of consecutive yeah. scores of 100? So we all know that obviously you can score quite well. But yeah, as you said, we've kind of seen his ceiling and he's not going to improve any more than what he, I guess, has shown, especially last year. Um, whereas I think for me, um, when you spoke of Tom Mitchell, he is one guy, like we know as well that he can score points out of his ass, especially yeah. in AFL fantasy compared probably more so to super coach. But I think we probably saw him, as you mentioned in the, in the latter half of last year, where he really hit his strides. And I think this is the first preseason or full preseason that he's had in a long while because mm. he's had in, injury interrupted preseasons and, you know, delayed starts to the season where he's coming underdone. So I think in terms of his ceiling, I think there's a, there's a bit more uh, that he can offer. Uh, and that really appeals to me um, in terms of that, you know, outside of him, I've already got McCrane Steele, who are my first two players. Sorry, I said before, Walsh was my first player picked, and he was, <laughs> but outside of him, um, McCrane Steele are the two hmm. guys that really should, um, should you know, continue going from strength to strength. And those are the, the two premium guys that, that I'm jumping on because of that reason. Um, but yeah, Tom Mitchell, massive ceiling, um, full preseason. He's probably my... Oh, I don't want to say outright first option outside of McRae and Steele, but I think alongside him, Oliver, I really do yeah. love Oliver. I've had him in my team starting uh, for the past two, three seasons at least. Mm. Um, and Bont is probably another one, but we spoke about him <laughs> off air and um, we know that he's a love child of, of um, champion data. Um, and because of that, he's going to get easy points. But I think like you mentioned with the potential to have a DPP um you know, eligibility up forward for him potentially um, of spending more time up forward. That I think says to me that maybe I should look at him as an upgrade later on in the year. Um, and Oliver, I think just on him, just his ability to tackle, I think as well, contested beast and something, something which we probably should touch on just briefly as well is the new rules that have been brought in, in the AFL, which is um, holding the ball rule. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, those guys who are contested beasts, those guys who tackle, like crazy, like like a Jack Steele, those guys are going to really benefit from that rule. And um, I think uh, Oliver is one of those players that may benefit. Um, so yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that um, that really sticks out for me. Yeah, and I think also one thing to note with Oliver as well is just his um, durability. Um, very rarely misses. So um, he's a good one to obviously to, to have for longevity. And now that yep. I've said it, something's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Melbourne supporters. Uh, anyway, the other key injury um, is, of course, Aaron Hall, uh, who did tweak his hammy in North Melbourne's intra club. Whilst they are awaiting scans at the time of recording this podcast, it's fair to say even a minor strain probably sees him miss mm. about four weeks, um, which would have him very, very doubtful 
for round one. I think from what we've heard, it sounds a bit like it's a bit more serious as well. Um, yeah. But look, to be honest, I think this is probably a bit of a godsend for teams um, that did have him in, especially with the news uh, last week of Luke McDonald returning to that role off halfback and potentially including some of the kick-ins. Yeah, so, it's yeah. a bit of an interesting one. I think as well, yeah. a lot of people have forgotten about Jay-Z um, yeah. because he's still a factor down in defense as well. So that was like him and McDonald, I think, were the main reasons why I avoided Hall. Mm-hmm. And we've been speaking on and off as well about guys to, to target before we obviously recorded this podcast. And like, as you know, you mentioned, you pointed out like Hall is definitely underpriced because he had a couple of games there where he yeah. was subbed off through concussion and injury and whatnot. So his price isn't a true reflection upon where he's actually, what his true value is. So, you know, he's a bargain, but obviously now I think this is, yeah, obviously forced uh, people's hands into having to look elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. I am um, then looking, I guess, uh, at some options. Lloyd is one of only four players that is actually more expensive at an extra 13.7K. So to be honest, he's an obvious choice if you don't already have him. Um, as is, I think, Tom Stewart, who has such a great floor and just a decent ceiling um, for so long in his career. So, again, not a bad pick. Um, I like the look of Dawson too. Um, I probably want to see his preseason matches, but he's been in my side this preseason. New club um, is generally a good thing for Supercoach. And if the tail end of last season is anything to go by, he should be in for a big one. Uh, and then another, another bloke I'd be looking at is Ridley. Um, I think he's one that could bounce back in a big way. Uh, acquisition of Jake Kelly just means that Rid- uh, Ridley is going to be freed up to play that intercepting role that we love so much. Um, yeah. And from what I've seen of training, um, that's how Essendon have sort of been wanting him to play, um, really seeing how they can um, get him to play that spare across halfback. Yeah. The, the good thing about um, just quickly on Hall as well is the fact that, yeah, he even though he's underpriced, he's still priced at yeah. 572 900 And I think there's maybe four guys that are, price yeah. above him so um and like you mentioned as well yeah that lloyd's only 13 700 um in terms of value um or more that you'd have to tip in uh to get to get to a lloyd if you don't have him but yeah um that's probably the silver lining and i, I think stewart is one that that i like because he's such a, a mainstay in defense for the cats and he served us quite well in seasons gone yeah. but coming off that you know, major injury that, yeah, that he true. had last year. He's one guy that I'd probably wait and see. But yeah, I mean, he's been pretty durable up until then, from if memory serves correct. So um, yeah, he's got that that decent ceiling. So yeah, he's one one to look at. Um, and just you mentioned Dawson as well. There, uh, he has been training up on the wing as well at uh, times and through the middle for the Crows, which is a, a really pleasing sign. So he may even be the new, I guess, uh, Rory Laird um, in yeah. defence for us. Um, and it's funny that yeah, he's playing for the Crows as well. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, like you mentioned, I mean, Lloyd, if you're crazy enough not to have him in your team, he's the number one choice, hands down. The one stat I just want to make mention about Lloyd, because um, a lot of people would be thinking, oh, well, his ceiling's capped. We know what he offers. Um, but looking at a breakdown in his kick-ins for last year, he took a total of 133 kick-ins uh, in 2021. And Dawson was the next best with 74. And then coming in third spot was Cunningham. Yeah. who uh, rounded it out with only 18. So, you know, obviously someone's going to take the position of, of Dawson as the second fiddle kick-in taker. But, I mean, Dawson was well-renowned for his, um, yeah. you know, his accurate kicking and, and real high skill level. So um, 
I think, you know, Cunningham, Cunningham may take his spot uh, to a degree, but I think we may even see the Seagull take even more um, more chips, may steal more chips like, <laughs> just out of, out of the bucket. So imagine don't that. So Don't get you excited? Get excited. I, just, I just have. I just have. But <laughs> I think, I think there's... <laughs> but I think everyone's going to start with him anyway. But if, yeah. if you're in that camp of thinking, oh, I'm going to be cheeky and not start with him, don't be silly because there's reason there that his stealing is going to increase. But yeah. outside of him, obviously... Um, yeah, Dawson's one who's a wait and see for me, I think, uh, just to see, especially of the preseason, see how he performs in the, um, the practice game. And then obviously in the, um, uh, what do they call it? Are they call it the Amy? Is it still the Amy series? Oh, yeah, I think it's Amy. Even though it's just one game again. Yeah. Um, so Amy we're only going to see series. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So we're only going to see exposed form across two games, but yeah, wait and see for me on him. And also big raps on Whitfield, which is probably surprising to see because you would have heard, especially last year that I was banging on about targeting guys who are durable, especially at, you know, at the start of the year. But for me, he's, he's in my team at the moment purely because he is just real value for money uh, for what we know he can produce. And you know he's renowned, like I said, to get injured at some stage during the, during the season. Happens every year. But I think his price point probably trumps that. Um, so yeah. just the, the balance between the two, I think you know, he's just a touch above 500K. Uh, he's real good value there for, for a premium. Uh, and I'm also a, a fan of Short, who could also benefit from the retirement of Hooley, uh, much like, I guess, Lloyd benefit, benefiting from Dawson not being there. And then outside of him, uh, just touching on uh, Jack Crisp, his potential of playing up the wing and maybe through the, the middle at stages for the Pies uh, may even be that sort of swingman between Pendles and himself. So, you know, he goes into the middle, Pendles goes into defense. Um, and then, as you said as well, Ridley, who's currently in my side, appeals uh, on that value basis. Um, so yeah. yeah, I guess throw a dart at any of those players. Those are the guys who I'm really, really liking at this stage of the year before we see, of course, any exposed form. Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, we should just quickly make some mention of some other notable players who sustained injuries over the past week. Uh, Duncan has had a setback with a calf injury and is in doubt to be fit for round one. Yeah. And, uh, also a, a big blow to our, uh, cash cow stocks as well with mature age draft D Greg Clark. Uh, he yeah. was seen, I think he participated in a portion of the Eagles, match sim, but uh, he was seen at halftime with his right arm in a sling, which obviously yeah, isn't a good sign for a, a round one debut. So fingers crossed it's only, you know, precautionary and scans reveal that it's it's nothing too major, but uh, you'll just have to wait and see there. Yeah. And meanwhile, a couple of pies look to be in the in a race against the clock to be fit for round one. Uh, Jeremy Howe is battling a, a groin injury. He sustained during the pies intra-club and Jordan Degoe is nursing a rib injury. I think it's looking like he'll miss um, sort of that two-week period of the the um, preseason, unfortunately. Is that Degoe you mean, or is it Degoe? Yeah, sorry, Degoe. Yeah, I saw that um, the Pies came out and said, "Oh no, he'll uh, he'll participate in like the match sim." Oh, okay, and no, but he, he obviously he didn't because they um, they had their match sim yesterday. The Pies and he didn't participate. Oh, yeah. So okay, I think they're um, they're playing some um, yeah. Okay, maybe there's some, some uh, more to that. Porky pies there, but I think they were awaiting scans on on Jeremy House. So probably by the time you listen to this uh, this podcast, uh, it will have come out as to how you know severe his uh, his groin injury is. But yeah, if you were after him, just obviously wait and see for that that news there. But um, now, Liam, it's time for another new segment. Jesus, oh. it's, it's just an episode with so many new segments, um, and it is exclusive <laughs> to our preseason episodes. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to say this, Liam, and 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 just come along for the ride with me. Get those binoculars out, scale a small tree, and channel your, your best peeping Tom oh, because <laughs> it's time 
for the watch list. He's a peeping Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, oh, I'm sorry, Liam. I'm sorry. Well, I probably wouldn't recommend conducting your research using that exact oh, no. method I just detailed, unless you want to end up in the back of a DV van, but um, yeah, to reach their own. Are you talking from experience? Did Samuel Walsh make a complaint? Uh, or no, Damon? No, 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 he hasn't. So he hasn't, you weren't just going to follow him from club to club, you follow him from place to place? Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> do that at all. But if he was to, you know, what do they call it? Is, it- Is that what the the um, restraining order lawyers told you to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently reading off a script, if you couldn't tell. So, um, <laughs> yes, but but otherwise I wouldn't blame him. Wouldn't blame him. So, um, you know, but that's why you tune in to us, Liam, the, the, the good folk of the yeah. Supercoaches community. That's why you tune in. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll give you the latest on players to watch across this preseason. So, again, don't do not do what I just detailed. It was a gag. Taking the piss. So, Please. um Yes. Um, but yeah, we all know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, about the standard primos to keep an eye on. So we'll probably touch on those guys um, in a little bit more detail across um, you know, the upcoming episodes. Um, so in this set, we'll cover off the most notable mid-prices and value options. So um, let's kick it off with defense. Yes. So we've got Wayne Malera from the, the Crows, 271.1K. Uh, across the preseason at Crows training, he's been spotted playing further up the ground along the wing, which is uh, very, very promising. And at his price point, he could be a handy playing cash cow with averages of 74.1 and 79.7 in his two seasons prior to 2020, when he only played the two games before going down with injury. Games in which he did manage to score 96 and 70. Uh, but scoring aside, doubt lingers over his uh, durability and whether he can return to full flight after, you know, basically two full seasons on the sidelines. Yeah, for me, he's one to keep an eye on. He's at a yeah. juicy price point, I think. But, um, yeah, given his injury history, just to wait and see, I think. But Yeah, definitely. I'm on the same page there. See how he goes. Um, next up, we have, uh, I'm going to call him the pest. I don't know if he's called <laughs> the pest, uh, <laughs> you know, in AFL circles, but he is the pest because he's, he's renowned as someone that uh, gets in the face of opposition players. Um, and it is James Sicily, priced at 448.100. And he is returning, of course, from a season-long ACL injury. And the pest, he comes in at a, a juicy price there. Um, so some may be a little bit wary of jumping on him yeah. off the back of a major injury. I mean, you know, Miller is probably one of those guys fits into the mold there, uh, like we mentioned. But um, just, you know, that and probably the fact that he's a bit of an unknown quantity under new coach Sam Mitchell. And as we've seen in the past with <laughs> under under Clarko, I guess, you know, he's he's been switched up forward and really stuffed up his, uh, his scoring ceiling. So, um, but I think Mitchell's come out before and he's kind of laughed off the fact that um, any suggestion that he may be played anywhere yeah. outside of the fence. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And I, I know we had a couple of setbacks um, sort of late last year, but um, appears to be flying now um, yeah. and yeah, yeah. taking up that role across the back line that we, that we hope to see. Yeah, and with averages of uh, 105, 93.8, and 102.9 over his previous three seasons, he, you know, you could say he's, he's probably got enough runs on the board to maintain confidence in his scoring ability yeah. there. So, and that's the one thing that really sticks out to me. Um, so, you know, if that's not enough to entice you, um, you know, he then comes in at a discounted 104.8 thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Very discount nice. on his on his starting price in 2021. So, you know, knowing what he can score at that discounted rate. 
uh, for me, he's, he was a walk-up starter for me. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Um, then we've got a Brizzy Lions player, Keaton Colin, 263.2K, with uh, both a, as both a defender and a forward, which is nice. Uh, whilst the Brisbane youngster didn't do too much to catch the eye in the early parts of 2021, it was his end to the season that did. In round 23, he scored 87, and against quality opposition in the finals, against Melbourne and Bulldogs, he notched up a 90 and a 77. The, the only concerns that I have is that he's going to be competing against Rich and um, Zorko in that back line. Um, so he could get relegated to more of a pocket. Um, he's obviously taking over from um, sort of the virtual role yep. potentially, but uh, yeah, I think he's a bit of a watch and see. Um, I know Brisbane did have their match sim um, in the last couple of days and he, yeah. he did have a, have a good role, but it is important to note that Zorko didn't play. Um, yeah. So just, yeah, keep that in mind. I think I'd like to see some form um, with all three of them playing. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people are forgetting about Zorko. Um, and yeah, you, you want to see how he actually fits into the lineup and his, his overall role when all three of those guys, all him plus the other two guys are in there. So, you know, Rich, I think for me, is always going to be that distributor coming out of defense. Um, but he may be like the sort of the second link in the chain potentially. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a wait and see. I think a lot of people are banking on the fact that, yeah, he performed well, you know, in that last game of the season and then, you know, in those two games in the finals against, you know, quality opposition. But yeah, for me, he's a wait and see. He's not a walk-up start. He's at that awkward price there as well. Um, but as you yeah. said, it's, 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 it is quite nice that he's got that flexibility uh, as a defender and a forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now I let's think... Let's move... Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Before just quickly. On. If he uh, yeah. was priced a little bit cheaper, um, if he was priced maybe 220, um, yep. I'd probably feel a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bit of spare cash in the bank at the moment. I can probably fit him in if need be, but yeah, unless he actually blows us away in those two games. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I don't think I'll, I'll get him. He's actually at the similar price point to, from memory anyway, to Danaher, isn't he? Last year, he was around yeah. about that point. Yeah. About that point. Maybe a little yeah. bit cheaper. Maybe. maybe um, yeah. Maybe a bit cheaper. Uh, Danaher might've been a bit cheaper, but roughly around that sort of, yeah, that point. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Yeah, but yeah, he's a bit of an unknown quantity at the yeah. at the moment. So wait and see with him. Definitely with the preseason matches. Yeah, but let's sure. uh, move on to the midfield, David. Yes, and I'm sorry, I was I, I was quick quick to move on there, and I, I cut you Wonder off. Wonder why? For that, but talking about? there's a reason for it because <laughs> I just couldn't get in quick enough. Your boy, he's all he's. I, it's always I'm like the pendulum. I'm going back and forth between Sammy Walsh and 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 this bloke Matty Rail. Um, yeah. He's my, I'm going to say he's my second, my second. Yeah, yeah that's fair Sorry, I can't, I can't eclipse Walshy. Um, but let's just say he's, he's stepping into the mold whilst Walshy's on the sidelines. That's fair happy enough. medium. Uh, but anyway, moving on, Rowley is priced at 342,900, which is uh, yeah, very juicy. And what can I say? We all know his potential, but the big question mark, of course, is over his durability after a wretched run with injury in recent seasons. And uh, some may be turned off by his vanilla run of form in 2021, but I think, you know, a lot of people are forgetting the fact that he was eased back into games after returning from injury in round 13. And he only averaged 58% uh, game time, which uh, does, of course, cap your, your scoring yeah. um, ceiling and, you know, partly accounted for his average of 68. So you've got to remember, like, back to his first year and what he was able to produce at full flight. Like, that's probably a, a better snapshot of what he can produce when he's fully fit. 
Um, and then when you factor in the discount of, again, hold on to your, to your hats here, Liam. Hold on to your, <laughs> I should have made mention as well, your super coach. Uh, yes. Super, your, what does it say there? Just, just lean forward there. I am the KFC super coach. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I think they stuffed up there, but <laughs> I think I think they missed a uh, missed a few words there. But you yeah, are yeah. wearing uh, a super it. coach hat. And why yes. was that, Liam? Just quickly. Just uh, just my casual finish in the top. I don't know what it was. Ten it's top top eleven uh, hundred. I think it was. Yeah, I think, and I finished nine hundred and something. Um, yeah. Got a got a nice little pack as a as a prize, which was nice in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a bit of a treat for those people who are tuning mm. in. Uh, this is another reason why you should tune into us on on YouTube and subscribe and like and comment and all those things, like a creeper. I don't know why I lent into the microphone there and said that in a creepy manner, but that's another reason why you should tune into us on YouTube because you can see what we're wearing and um, yeah, yeah. Just laugh at this our, is how we get our clothing sponsors. Exactly. Yeah. Do you like a brown low? So who are you dressed by, Damon? I'm I'm dressed by Cheers Cobber. <laughs> Um, who are you? Who are you dressed by there? Uh, just grey t-shirt. It's plain. Oh, plain. Uh, I, think it's, okay. uh, I think it's a nice uh, cotton on number, if Ooh. I uh, remember correctly. Oh, very nice. Well, it's 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 got a few <laughs> blank spaces there. So, uh, any sponsors out there listening, you can uh, you can happily sponsor us merch sponsor. Yeah, yeah. But mm. at the moment, we're uh, I'm just repping Cheers Cover. That's, that's <laughs> my motto. But anyway, we've gone completely off track, and apologies for that. And um, just with Raoul, you got to factor in. Yeah. He is, and hold on to your hats yeah. again. I'll say it before I went off on a tangent. I got sidetracked by your really good apparel. Uh, he is coming in at a discount of 152k mm. on his starting price in 2021. So that's a big yes from me. I'm sorry. <sighs> Just check it off. Check it off with him, Liam. You got you got the discount. You got the fact mm. that he's my boy or secondary boy, <laughs> and uh, and where you know what he can score at full flight. Yeah, I'm not as sold. I want to see his preseason. Um, matches. He's an awkward price for me. Very awkward price. Uh, I want him, like, he's one of those players that I think is just universally loved. Like, everyone wants to see him do well. So I want to see mm. him do well, but I just don't know whether he's going to find his spot in my side at that price. Yeah. But more, more of a watch and see for you. Yeah. Very much a watch and see. Very much a watch and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Now moving on to our next midfield candidate, and it's uh, Jai Caldwell, priced at 266.7K from my, my, my mob. Uh, so we had so many hopes for this man in uh, season 2021, but injury really derailed it. Um, all those plans in, in round two. Yeah, both we didn't of get us to lame. see him. Both of us. Yeah, yeah. Killed us. Forced, forced to use trades, and Rao yeah. was one, and Caldwell was one. How funny Ooh. is that? Back-to-back discussion yeah. on both of these guys rough but uh, look i think this is his year i really no. hope so yeah From what i've what i've seen of his preseason at the hangar he is fit and raring to go in his first half he only played a half in the intra club um he was able to rack up 14 disposals seven kicks seven handballs kicked a goal and he laid six tackles so it's pretty good for a half of football yeah pretty good be happy he's a bit of an awkward price um and I don't currently have him in my side, but I'm trying to, you know, squeeze him in somehow. Yep. Uh, the only thing to note is that last year he did have that forward and midfield eligibility, which he hasn't got this year. Mm. And I don't see him getting forward eligibility um, with midfield. Uh, sorry, with sorry, yeah, I don't get see him getting a mid-season DPP switch. Um, I just don't think he'll play anywhere other than the midfield. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one that. Um... 
I can currently fit him into my team. Um, and it'd probably be uh, at the expense of someone like... Uh, so I've got like three of my remaining spots in the midfield uh, for rookies. So yeah. Horn, a bit of an insight here. Horn Francis, probably the same as most people. Horn Francis, and then it's Dacos. And then I had it for Greg Clark or one of the other rookies. So Driscoll, yeah. one of those guys. But I can actually fit in Caldwell uh, at the moment. So if he kills it in the two games that the Dons play over the preseason, um, yeah, I think that's enough for me to, to say, yeah, to, to bring him in. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, we'll be trying to squeeze him in somehow. Yeah, yeah. I think he's good good value for money and always talk about in the preseason, like last year especially, playing cash cows. And uh, it's a thing because if you can actually score score well enough, you're killing two birds with one stone there as a, as a guy that can make you money. Um, yep. And you can eventually upgrade to a genuine primo, but obviously you can make if you can make money and you know bust out a few sizable scores as well, and it definitely helps. Definitely. But um, one guy who, another guy, I should say, who can bust out a sizable score from li- limited game time is Charlie Constable, coming in priced at a relatively um, juicy price. Mm. Um, it's appealing at uh, two hundred thirteen thousand four hundred, and uh, yeah, Charlie Constable he's, he's very much a forgotten man, I think. Um, because he's obviously gone up north to the Suns. Um, he's a bit, bit more of a mature ager you know, in comparison to the, the young list that the Suns have. Yeah. So I think that's probably enough to say that he will get uh, you know, an opportunity uh, to play probably more so uh, you know, in terms of game time, I guess, compared to the Cats because it was so frustrating to see that he was the sort of guy that could come on limited game time, absolutely kill it, and, and then he would get dropped next week. Um, yeah. It's almost like Scott was playing um, funny buggers there, and almost like he had he was sleeping with Scott's wife or something. I, I don't know. Not putting not putting it out there. Not saying that's the case, but <laughs> the the coach had something against him. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah, he was that ability to you know what do they call it like points per minute um, yeah. was quite high um, yeah. for him. So yeah, at a new club, um, yeah. I think for me, look out and if he can actually replicate those replicate those scores that he was scoring at the Cats, but with a longer game time, I think I'll probably roll the dice on him. Yeah, definitely. I think he's one that I wouldn't look at his averages in seasons gone by, but looking at his points per minute um, because he really never got the opportunity. I think, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I think maybe it's his, he's not, not a particularly quick player. Maybe that's what Geelong were wanting, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a he's a he's a good one to watch. I'd be watching what his preseason games look like, but I I don't think he'd be a bad pick. He's a great price, and I think he's he's gonna be able to rack up plenty of points. So, sorry, just just on that, just in terms of his points per minute. So you're scoring one point two. No, sorry, averaged out to one point one uh, across the games that he's played. So if he plays okay. a full game, you think he's going to score relatively well? What's that? 80, 80 plus. Um, they're about 80, 80, 90 plus, um, yeah. if you can average the same point points per minute. So, I mean, it, it, it remains to be seen how he forms in a, in a struggling Gold Coast team compared to, you know, a, a Geelong team that's at a full flight, but yeah, one to have a look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Dylan Stevens from the Swans, 167.8K. Just a bit of a quick note on Stevens. He has been training with the mids and is raring to go. Um, I'd be watching his preseason games, but by all reports, could be a great pick, especially at his price point. Quite quite juicy there if he gets a midfield role. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a couple of guys there who are no longer there, like Dawson's obviously one we spoke of here. Yep. But also uh, George Hewitt, who's crossed over to my mob. Yeah. Baggers. Um, 
I think there's JPK's JPK's being phased out. Yep. They may spend more time forward potentially. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, there's a whole sort of they're they're ushering in the next uh the next phase of swings. So um and I mean realistically, what's the name? Um what's his name? Uh Longmire is happy to play the kids as well. So I don't think there'd be too much concern about whether if he gets gets a game, he should, you know, get a get a decent run at it. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Uh, moving on to the rucks, and um, it's an interesting uh, sort of array of, of blokes that you can choose, um, especially at, at R three. Um, yeah. And we've been probably spoiled with um, over the past few years. Uh, we mm. had uh, Rolly O'Brien at one stage a couple of years ago. Then last year we had uh, Flynn, I think it was. Yeah, um, Pitney. Pitney, yeah, yep, as well. Um, um, so yeah, Hunter. Hunter was Hunter. his name. It's the Saints. Yeah, he Hunter. Kind of, he flopped. He, fl- he, he flopped. Uh, who else was there? There was, yeah, Ben and Plenty. Flynn. Yeah. Yep. Reeves. Lynch. Yeah, Reeves. So point being, I guess, is that like in previous years to that, like a lot of people would be using the R3 position as a loophole option um, yeah. for the, the VC loophole, of course. But now you can probably change up tack because there's there's at least three guys here that uh, you could factor in uh, to that R3 spot. And the first one is Braden Pruce. Uh, and he comes in at a bit of a discount, um, and he's priced at two hundred and four seven hundred, and he's the forgotten man of twenty twenty one, because uh, heading into that preseason, he was spoken about again before he injured himself, and then just didn't take the park for the rest of the year. <laughs> and he uh, he offers great value, and uh, he should be able to skyrocket in price quickly. You'd think with some decent scoring, he'll hopefully get to debut for the for the Giants this season. Whether or not it's in round one, who knows? But uh, Liam, what, what do you have uh, in terms of your yeah. mindset? I know I know for me, I'll probably be looking elsewhere um, just because I still have that doubt over whether or not he can, you know, take that outright number one ruck mantle from the get-go or whether yeah. or not he's, he's forced to, to battle against Flynn for that number one um, mantle. And plus as well, the fact that he had virtually that, that whole year off um, says to me that he's a bit of a gamble, especially at that, that uh, inflated price. Yeah, definitely. I've currently got him in that spot just because – it's sort of with R3, sorry, I, I personally would steer away from R2. I've seen a yeah, lot of people sure. have him in R2 and it's too risky for me. Um, I've got him in R3 currently and it's a little bit of a case of he's sort of the max price I'd be looking at for that position. So if he doesn't, so it's basically just sort of budgeting for him essentially. Um, but he's one that isn't, um, he isn't locked into his position in R3. I think he should be able to make some cash. I'd want to see his preseason. He's a bit of a watch and see, but I think I'd be leaning towards him if he if he looks good in the preseason matches. But I would be a little bit fearful of Flynn lurking in the in the sidelines. But I think at his at his price point, if he can hit out some you know great scores, some decent scores um, as a ruckman, I don't think it'll take long for him to to you know make some coin, and then we can just move him on. Um, and not have to worry too much about Leon Cameron, you know, <laughs> swapping him out for someone else. Yeah. Or Mumford coming in in the mid-season draft. Oh, mummy, what a pest. He's, he's, he's the, he is the pest. pest. Yeah. Jeez. But who else we got, Liam? There's, there's another guy priced around the oh, – yeah. is it the same price, I think? Uh, no. Just a little bit a little bit more. Three, 3K more is Max Lynch, moved obviously from the Pies to the Hawks. Um. I'd be looking elsewhere from all reports. He's fallen behind Reeves. 
So I wouldn't expect him to be a starter for round one. I think they'll be going with a McAvoy-Reeves sort of mm. combo is, as their rucks. Um, even though Segler obviously has moved on, um, I just, yeah, from what I've heard from their intra-clubs, um, a match him, Max Lynch has sort of gone down to Reeves um, in sort of the, the battle. So I'd be looking elsewhere. Well, that's that's fair, fair point as well. And I think, yeah, for three grand more expensive, you'd probably go, you'd prefer to roll the dice on Proust, especially if Proust yeah. is your R3 because, you know, there's more chance that he's going to gonna play, um, even if he's, you know, battling for a number one spot against, against Flynn. But um, there's a cheaper option as well um, for those of you frugal out there like myself who want to... <laughs> Want to want to you know save every penny to uh to put elsewhere uh, across other lines in your team and that man is Sam Hayes and um, of course a rookie for Port Adelaide priced at one twenty three nine hundred and I think he's been on the Port Adelaide list for about five four or five seasons or something and he hasn't made his debut um, but now with the departure of Laddams uh, going across to the Swans uh, his long awaited debut could be on the cards so uh, yes. look for him to maybe potentially debut early on, but um, yeah, it's probably dependent more so on how he, you know, I guess performs and how much he impresses during the two preseason hit outs. I haven't really seen too much come out from the Port Adelaide camp about him, but um, yeah, who knows if he, uh, if yeah. he plays a game, but I think yeah, if, as a saving of, of 80 K odd um, from, you know, a Pruce or a Lynch, um, that's a lot of coin that you could use to uh, to to use elsewhere in your team, and that's that's probably part of the reason why I'm looking at him at this stage. Yeah, definitely. I think just yeah, keep an eye out, see see how he goes, um, and see what it looks like uh, before pulling the trigger on Sam Hayes. Okay. Uh, but let's move on to other forwards, and first up, we've got Stephen Caniglio at 261.3k. Now, I don't know how I feel about the pick of Cogs. Mm-hmm. Initially, I did feel like he was a great pick, um, obviously at that heavy, heavy discount and with what he's able to produce. And I still do think he is to an extent, but I think his inclusion depends on what the rest of your team looks like. So in one of my iterations of of my team, he was in F3, which, you know, seemingly isn't too bad. But my concern is if he fails to fire early, or gets marooned in the forward line or gets injured, he's at such an awkward price point that you'd only be able to really trade down early on. Um, if he was your F4 or F5, I can probably see more value in it. So he's more a player that I'd want to be mindful of the position in which he sits in my team, if that makes sense. If he's my F3, I don't think I'd be going with him. I'd be doing everything I can to get him down to F4 or F5. I think at the moment I've got him as my F3 from memory. Mm-hmm. Um the main reason being is that like the risk is kind of offset by the fact that I think a lot of people will be starting with him. Mm. No, um, that's true. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like in terms of being at that awkward price point, unless you've got like money in the bank, like our, um, like our uh, theme song says, I've got cash in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll, it'll definitely help you. Like, you know, if he does fail to fire, if you need to upgrade him to someone, then yeah, you're going to be ahead of the pack. Um, but I think a lot of people will be probably spending you know, not keeping a lot of money in the bank. So, you know, I think reports came out uh, from Leon Cameron and I don't know, again, how much you can read into this in terms of belief, but he came out and he sent out, I quote, basically uh, Cogs has been spending most of the preseason and he elaborated and said 80% in the midfield. Uh, and he said, when he's fit and confident playing deep forward, he has been a weapon for us and we'll continue to go down that path. So it's a bit of an each way bet there. So it's like, 
Yeah. Yes, he's going to play more. He's going to play time up forward, but also he's been training in the midfield. So indications are that he should spend more time in the midfield. But it's very cryptic there. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm going to start with him, either whether or not he's in my F3 or F4. But yeah, just purely because I think that risk is offset. But I totally feel what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I can get him down to an F4 or even somehow an F5, I don't think I will. Uh, but uh, if I give it to F4, I'd feel like I'd feel a bit more comfortable. I think there's some other guys who are priced similarly or slightly more expensive who I'd have more confidence in, I guess. Yep, yep. Um, well, is it, is it, is yeah. it any one of these guys? Would one of them be, Liam? Jade Gresham. He's priced at 299000 potentially. Potentially. Well, um, you know, there's a few obvious, obvious question marks over him. Yeah. Um, he was returning from yet another injury-interrupted season. I think he's had quite a few uh, over the past few seasons. <laughs> yeah. um, obvious, huge yeah, wraps on him. Um, but question also remains whether or not he's going to get a proper go running through the middle. Um, you know, he's long been touted to say that he's going to play more time in the middle, but then going to, like even last year, for example, he's spending more time up forward with stints in the middle. Um, and he's, he's been used sort of sparingly as a midfielder as opposed to, you know, uh, the opposite, which, you know, he's found himself marooned in the forward line at times. So for me, I think at that price point, he can be classified as a playing cash cow. But yeah. again, the fact that he's returning from another injury or an injury interrupted season, um, doubts linger in my mind as to whether or not I'm confident in starting with him. Yeah. I think at that price point, again, it's very, very awkward. It's a much higher. 30 extra 30 extra K on almost 40 K on Caniglio. Um, and I think with this injury sort of history, that would lead me to have some concerns. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean away from Dred Gresham, but what I would be considering is uh, the next guy on the list and that's Cam Rayner mm-hmm. uh, priced at 278.6 K. Um, he has been training predominantly in the engine room for the Lions during their match sims. Um, but I guess coming off, off of an ACL, uh, the question is how quickly he can make an impact. Um, has only really shown glimpses when he's fleetingly uh, in that forward of mid, midfield role in the past. Mm. Like, could he do a Petrarca and just really break out? I guess maybe Zorko playing in the back line might help him out, get free up a spot in that midfield. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, um, because I was thinking like how he fits in the midfield. But I know, as you said, like he's been training with the midfielders, um, with the first choice midfielders. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the doubt still lingers. It, yeah. As you said, it's kind of like Petrarca in a sense that we all know that he's going to break out and he's going to eventually play in the midfield. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whole time but it's just kind of like as to what point, like he's going to break on the scene straight away or is he just going to play a few games and then ease into it and then he's going to burst um, mm. because again, he's at that awkward price point. Do you really want to spend that amount of money on a player that could punch you at a, you know, uh, inconsistent 70, 80, and then drop down to a 50? Um, really depends, I guess. Like, yeah, again, he's another guy that I'm really paying close attention to, I think because of that reason, but yeah, he's, he's on my watch list for a reason. Um, and he could fill that spot. Um, yeah, even, even potentially as that, that, that F3 um, instead of Canelio. I think he's one that I would consider um, in that role. But I guess it is important to note at 278K, if he's going to make 150, he sits at 428. Um, It's almost sort of getting to that point where he's almost 
as a forward, potentially wanting to be someone that you want to keep. Um, mm. If he was a little bit, and I think that's where Jade Gresham sort of sits at yep. 299. Um, because, yeah, add 150 to that becomes 449 is getting closer to, the, to that point where you don't really want to be trading him out. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's an true. awkward price point that two six two fifty to three hundred. Um, yeah. But you know who's not in that price point? Who's a bit cheaper than that? I do. But Charlie Kerner. Yeah. Priced at two hundred twenty four point three k. Very nice. Mm. He's uh he's very uh he's good value for money uh, mm. because I'm going to sound like a true Carlton supporter here, but he has been and they had I think they had the trial. Match him yesterday, I think it was, or the day before maybe. But he's been impressing across the preseason and yeah. uh, more so because of his trademark leap, strong hands and skillful footwork in front of uh, the big sticks. And that's on full display. And, and I think Carlton, they released a uh, a bit of, bit of a sample, a bit of a, an appetizer, a bit of a, a, bit of a taster. <laughs> and geez, it got me up and about, Liam, uh, oh, in more ways than one. <laughs> but uh, all signs are pointing. And yes, pointing. Uh, I emphasize that word. <laughs> Um, upwards uh, to a return <laughs> to fitness and form. Um, but yeah, it's, it's main, mainly those, like I identify those key strengths and those are the main things that stick mm-hmm. out to me that if he's able to play at full flight, like he, you know, is showing that he, he can do in, in the match sim and in training and stuff. I mean, he's going to make us bulk coin, uh, even though yeah. he is, uh, he kind of fits into that mold. He's a, a tall forward, a key position player. Do you go for those guys? And I'm not really, gung-ho on them but as you saw last year with with Danaher um the ability and I think he can score just as well as Danaher and and produce the same sort of um uh I guess value for money uh in terms of of profit so for me fingers crossed that everything comes together well but if he can stay on the park um yeah he's going to make us a lot of money he reminds me of yeah the the Danaher from last year pick um sort of similar price point um similar sort of history of injury as well mm. um could be could be history repeating itself there so yeah. uh, just keep an eye out there mm. but let's move on to some others to watch and we won't you know go into too much detail on these guys we'll just sort of just sort of give you some names to to watch out for uh in defense be watching out for camp sin de Conning, dean and mcdonough i think as you probably pronounce his name from the dons yep. Yep. Uh, in the midfield, it's Jason Horn, Francis, Dacos, O'Driscoll, Sitsis, Mead, Hobbs, and Ward. In the forward line, Skinner, Hollands, Magnus, Motlop, Willie Rioli, Stengel, McCartan, and Rochelle. And there's you know plenty more rookies, so just keep an eye on them. We'll obviously be touching on those close to the beginning of the season once uh, we see a bit more exposed form through the practice matches. So definitely stay tuned, but uh, definitely keep an eye out on our socials as well where we'll sort of hint at uh anything that comes out about any of those guys yeah we've already um we've been doing up little uh, little fancy graphics uh mm. of individual Very players schlick. and i guess yeah for any insights that we hear whether it be from coaches uh, assistant coaches i'm oh, sorry that senior coach assistant coaches or the club itself um we'll be obviously tweeting out it's probably the predominantly the main um i guess social avenue that you should seek out in terms of our channels uh, where we can keep you abreast of, of any uh, new updates and insights into uh, especially these rookies as well. But Liam, as we previewed at the top of the show, and um, I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting with bated breath because we have officially kicked off our Patreon for 2022. 
and uh, yeah, it comes with uh, with quite a few benefits to those of you who want to jump on board and uh, and support us. And uh, no matter we've got three tiers, first off, and and mm. whether or not you jump on as a as a tier one member, a tier two, or tier three, doesn't matter. Uh, we are fully appreciative of your support. But uh, just rolling through, so tier one's going to cost you five dollars a month. Um, so cost of a large coffee at some cafes um, or a little bit more, maybe some co- some cafes actually $4.50 for a coffee, which is crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, for the cost of one coffee over the course of a month, uh, you'll get access to our exclusive Discord, uh, which is obviously a community where you can jump on and chat with other diehards in the Supercoach Edge community, have a chat to myself and Liam when we can log on and uh, throw a bit of banter left, right and center and have a bit of fun. On top of that, you also get access to exclusive bonus content. So we'll be having some... Um, Interviews, exclusive chats uh, across the season um, and, and putting out little tidbits as well, which will be exclusive to Patreon members. So um, have a look at that as well if you're keen for that. Second tier uh, goes up to $10 a month, which is, again, the cost of two coffees over the course of a month. It's always easy when you uh, contextualize it in terms of coffees. But um, yes, tier two, $10, and it obviously comes with the benefits of tier one. So you get access to Discord that exclusive bonus content, but you also get access to an exclusive fortnightly live stream with, uh, it was a chat pretty much with, uh, with yourself, your fine self, Liam and yeah. myself. So it's pretty much like a one-on-one. Um, you can have a chat with us. Uh, there was a couple of, uh, fine folk that jumped on, uh, for, for stages last year, uh, in terms of that, uh, that tier two and, uh, it was great fun. And, and yeah, hopefully we, uh, we, we got to know them a bit better as well and um, yeah, and then imparted a bit of our knowledge and uh, in, insight just going into trades per week, things like that, of, uh, that, uh, that nature and uh, a bit of banter as well, which is always good fun. And then tier three, which is, uh, it's the premium tier. So in terms of um, the name of tiers as well, so tier one's the rookie, tier two's the mid-pricer, quite apt. And then tier three is the primo tier. So that's going to cost you $15 a month, but when you when you speak about it in context of what you get in return, you know we talk about return, you know, value for money, return on investment, yeah. that sort of thing, and this is the most exciting because you get access to the cash league, and it's something that a lot of people have been asking us about. When are you going to start a cash league? And here it is, folks, yeah. because you get um, all the benefits from tier one, of course, tier two, but also access to compete in this exclusive. Supercoach Edge Cash League against Liam and myself. And it's only one Cash League and you'll be playing for a top prize of $400, a shiny Supercoach Championship ring, which, uh, which in itself is uh, you'll be able to put on your mantelpiece and, and brag to uh, to those of us in the Discord and your mates as well. Mm. And talking about bragging, you get bragging rights by jumping on as a guest. You got a guest spot on the uh, potentially the last episode of the season or, or thereabouts towards the end of the year. Uh, with us on the podcast and you can uh, you can brag to your heart's content um, about beating both Liam and myself. Uh, but I must make mention that positions are capped at 16 spots. So obviously an 18-man league and two of those are taken up by uh, by both of us, Liam. Yeah. And um, must make mention though, get in quick because two of those spots have already been snapped up. So it means that 14 spots remain. So if you're keen, get in quick. Yeah. Get in quick. Yep. And as a bonus, uh, for those unlucky participants who do miss out on the major prize in that cash league at season's end, so you don't win the win the grand final, uh, you'll go into the running for a, a super special super coach edge prize. Uh, we'll have more details on that later. Yep. And it's a bit um, of mystery. Yeah, it is a bit of mystery. And it, it could be anything really. It could mm-hmm. well let's let's probably confine it. So it's not gonna be No, it's not gonna be anything. It's not gonna be a turd in a bag. 
<laughs> I'm gonna leave on your doorstep. Man, Clement, hate shit. Here he comes. Who the hell is it? What do you want? Sure, this priest barber is one of those flaming bags again. Poop again! He caught the shit poop! <laughs> It'll be exclusive merch, which we haven't released before. So, yeah, check out um, uh, our Patreon uh, for those T's and C's and all those finer details as well and how you can yeah. be eligible. And uh, there's a few more nitty-gritty type um, rules around that. And uh, I think if you finish outside the uh, outside the finals, you might get a, a couple of entries into the into the raffle of the major prize. Yeah. So, um, anyway, where can they find this, Liam? Where should they where should they yeah, seek so out? So, if you head to uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Supercoach Edge, you'll uh, be able to find out some more information, and you'll also be able to join our Patreon. And we'll also have a link to that um, on our socials as well. Well, Liam, the um, for those of you who have tuned into uh, to YouTube, will have seen the sun is setting. My face is getting brighter and shinier <laughs> because uh, I probably should have set up an external light here, but We'll do that. It's our first episode. First episode on YouTube as well, not just the first episode for the year. So um, as you can see, sun setting and the sun is setting. How about this for a segue on our first episode for season 2022? Um, but first, just a reminder, as we always do, for those fans out there, how they can follow us, keep abreast of all the uh, the news and updates. Uh, where can they head to, Liam? God, I'm going to be rusty on this one. Uh, <laughs> on YouTube, just search Supercoach Edge and don't forget to like and subscribe. On Twitter, you'll find us at, at supercoach underscore edge. You'll find Damon at, at DamoJ88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook and Instagram, just search Supercoach Edge and you will find us there. Absolutely. And should make mention before we officially sign off, um, talking about Walshy, hopefully I'm in a good state for um, for next episode, Liam, because as you know, tomorrow, <laughs> as, uh, as we're recording this, I'm, I'm going under the knife, as you have done before for a, mm. uh, a gallbladder. Uh, related gallstone uh, issues, yes. so I've taken a few few of your tips, and I'll be uh, I'll be in yes. in hospital for at least a day doing some extra study. But I must probably say that I'm I felt a little bit sorry for Walshy having to uh, go to hospital, so I'm just uh, just there for doing support. the same. That's all. Yeah. Just doing the same. But um, yeah, <laughs> if I'm wincing in my next episode and I, I sound like I've been kicked by a horse, that's probably probably it. So just yeah, <laughs> most it'll explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> probably more so than normal um, <laughs> but anyway on that note uh, thank you so much for joining us yes and we'll catch you next week hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 